Welcome to the basement. Welcome to the basement. What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? 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 Welcome to the basement. What is good, everybody? Uh, feels good. Feels good to be. I'm in a new setup, y'all. I'm just, I'm still in the basement. Uh, it's continually and ever evolving. Just uh, slight angles on things, the the views, the perspectives that uh, that I'm going to give myself and, and speak to. Uh, it just changes up a little bit. So the, let's see. We had Gen One, Gen Two. So we just moved into Gen Three. Excuse me, Gen Four. You know what? I'm going to count it Gen Three. There's Gen Zero. I was still moving in before any of the design was made, but Ian and I plugged everything in and we're dropping podcasts, of which I have none. I have no no pre-episode one. Uh, I got negative episodes I've talked about, and there's episodes post-episode one that I've completely lost. There's probably four to like six uh, different podcasts uh, and de- at least at a bare minimum and just with myself. And then there's two or three uh, forever lost tapes with other individuals that I, I wish I wish I had. There's one, there's, there's lost tapes with Stick. Uh, I got this dude, Adam Vera. I've been knowing him a very long time. He's a very, very, uh, uh, I don't know, just a young man who I'm, who I'm very proud of, just to where he's made it in life based on where he's came from. Uh, I don't have any of his. We had it, it was just quick. It was a few minutes, but there are some things there I wanted to use as I'm uh, evolving what the intro track sounds like. I don't think this is final. What we got going on right now, uh, I think it's close. I think that's definitely the music until at least until I find some other shit that I, I want to bang for y'all. Like every time we drop. But yeah, I'm in in the new the new digs, the new setup. Whatever happens with uh, uh, going forward, hopefully I, I don't lose any more audio because there was some cool stuff in there. Uh, that I was going to uh, just sound bites to use just at later later times maybe on maybe on the intro track is kind of what I was saying but but yeah when I it feels good to to be out here dropping a podcast middle of the day because I'm in Bella's booth a lot of the time I'm in the vocal booth uh, a lot just just based on the way the way my days are set up just you know you know first thing in the morning six six thirty Mrs. Rain's up. She uh, she gets herself up out of bed, hobbles down to a very uh, communicative and uh, on the same page team style work when everybody's in different locations. So she's constantly on conference calls, taking inbound calls, calling people, uh, scheduled conference calls, scheduled one on one calls, uh, big team Zoom meetings, uh, and they really just everybody's in different locations just around the country and she's uh she's kind of a a senior type position at her 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 at her job she works like it's just a finance type position for a big law firm and so she deals with you know lawyers other 
superiors, you know, kind of executive level stuff, making sure that ultimately bills, the bills are right for, for the company. So it's very, it's very, she always, she got a lot going on. She got a lot going on all the time as, as do I, but she's up, she's up. And then the boys, depending on what time of year, G, big G and baby G, they're up by like seven thirty. So when it comes to like the weekdays, I got them in the morning and I'll get all the boys ready for daycare or work. And then there's a couple of days a week, uh, we're talking just weekdays in the week, uh, I work from home. So we just, uh, we do breakfast and outside time. And then one of the baby G still does nap time. And then me and big G, we kick it. We do some learning. We do flashcards or we do YouTube learning videos or, uh, or read, or we just play, or we go back outside and just play and just kind of, kind of kick it. And if I have some business that needs to be attended to, um, that's where he gets his screen time in. And then it's, you know, screen time learning, YouTube learning, you know, letters, shapes, numbers, all that kind of stuff. Normal, normal toddler type stuff stuff but we try to try to limit the screen time but sometimes it's a necessity to make that the babysitter in the day and he's still checked on he's got everything he needs mommy's not far daddy's not far just in the other room you know looking at our screens to to handle business and get uh to get all that done and then we roll uh so those are the days for that I'm at home and then when it's the days I'm in the office, I drop the boys off at daycare get all the boys ready we dip out the door mommy does her thing at work all day uh, from her home office, and then I'm off in the office doing appointments, just scheduling with clients, dealing with whatever fires, whatever situations are going on at houses, whether it, everything's all good, people just people just need it, just need information, or whether there was a, a leak and it's water damage, and we got to rip open some walls and figure out what's going on at the interior of this house. So on any any varying level of of things, so I go about my days. Now, Mrs. Rain gets off work at, you know, 4 o'clock at the latest, goes and grabs the boys. If I got an opportunity to get them before that, I'll do that. If I can get out of the office, if I'm not at a home inspection, just learning about houses or anything like that. Hi, my boy. I was just talking about you. Is this for me? No, it's from the lady. Oh, well, are you going to put it back on yourself? Yeah. Okay. I love you. Okay. Okay, I took a I took a quick little break there. Just just real quick, get re reset back up after that pleasant uh pleasant interaction with uh that was Big G. Uh he didn't I guess he didn't want to say what up. He just wanted to show me show me his sticker, but uh but yeah, and then so I go about my my work days. I think that's what I was talking about. And uh, pick them up if I can uh, earlier than when she gets off. If not, you know, I reconvene, make sure I'm home by, by dinner time. Uh, sometimes that rolls, rolls a little late, like a little after dinner time. Maybe I get there, they're, they're cleaning up from dinner at the latest. That's pretty rare, but it does happen. And then uh, roll into bedtime, and that's every night. So basically, I try to be completely unavailable for anything but family for dinner and bedtime. And then we got our, our morning time, you know, there's a, a varying couple of different things that happen in the afternoons. Uh, and then weekends, I tried to, to only schedule money-making activities on the weekends if needed, or sometimes 
the calendar lines up a certain way and I got to do like what's called a final walkthrough. You're buying a house, you get to, you need to just uh, walk through it at the end, make sure it ain't flooded, burnt down. It doesn't take very long. Oftentimes it's five minutes and uh, the drive is significantly longer than, than what the appointment lasts. And, and that is what it is. But uh, showing houses if needed for specific clientele, uh, writing offers for sure is kind of weekend work, and then any deadline type work for, for documentation that has to happen over the weekends because we work off calendar days. I mean, that all has to happen. So I don't I try to keep my weekends open where I, unless it's a final walkthrough, I don't have to work with the client uh, directly so I can, you know, kind of get some good family time in and make sure that the, the you know, I have time to, to keep the paperwork uptight and then Oftentimes, you know, we're doing family stuff maybe in the day on weekend, I'm answering calls, but that administrative work still needs to get done. It cannot pile up. I mean, I'm kind of a one man show. So if, if things pile up, that's only on me to clean up. So I stay on top of all that. And oftentimes that happens in the in the evening time, after bedtime, after that dinner and bedtime. And then I rock out a little bit of work. If I can get a little bit of mommy daddy time. Uh, we, we knock that out. We try to, you know, watch a movie, you know, c- catch up on a show, something, just just hang out uh, a few times a week for sure. And then we both have evening work to do from time to time. But nonetheless, that leaves me podcast time for really, uh, really late. It's, it, it, it's late, you know, oftentimes after 8 p.m., 9, 10 p.m., depending on, you know, how awake I'm feeling. I've been trying to get to bed a little bit earlier recently, and I think I've been doing a pretty good job at, uh, at doing that. And, you know, try, cause there, was, there, was, there was a good long streak throughout a lot of this pandemic. I was just staying up. Like, you know, I was just, I mean, fucking off listening to podcasts, uh, a lot of podcasts, just learning about stuff. But there was a good few weeks in there. I was just dropping music uh, nonstop. Uh, I, I tried to keep podcasts going out, but I really got in a music zone for like two or three weeks straight there. I was just staying up really, really late. Uh, and then make it on top of that, I still get like a little bit of stretching in every night before bed. So I want to, you know, so I'm up even later, like just because just because I'm an idiot, just just fucking off. Uh, but that's that's pretty much how my days are set up. So it's nice to be out on on the new mic. Uh, I haven't got a lot of a lot of use out of the new the new mic since I got I got the new mic, and that was part of when I was staying up for those weeks. I was using the new the new keyboard, just making beats, just making music, and just you know just fucking off in the studio. I really enjoy myself, but the mics haven't got that much got that much burn put on them. Uh, I'd be in Bella's booth. At nighttime, because that's, you know, very, very sound dampening. I don't want to say soundproof, but I've been, I mean, I've recorded, you know, some some loud tracks in there or gotten loud in there uh, at any given times, even if it's just laughing or kicking it and, you know, it doesn't wake anybody in the family up uh, when I'm in there really, really late at night. So, so hey, I, holler at your boy, you need quick directions on how to make an in-home vocal booth. What I don't recommend is doing what I do and doing an inch and a quarter thick sheetrock around the outside. Um, it's really heavy. It's just really heavy, and I'm on the second floor. I'm Actually, I got, like, real legitimate homeowner concerns uh, that this is going to cause some sagging problems in the future. That being said, I'm super good for now. It's on two load-bearing walls, so I'm, like, really, really happy about that. Uh, but it does come out like 
a good little bit from the wall. So the floor beneath could have some wear, albeit light. So I don't know. I kind of want to stick a post up in the garage uh, just to, just under a stud that would be thereabouts that area just to help support a little bit of that flooring under there. Cause it is, it's a, I mean, it's a bunch of weight. It's already been there for, it's one of the first things I did when I, when I, when we, when we bought the houses, I started building the studio. It's like, well, gotta have a studio, right? And the room it was going to be in had a walk-in closet. And I looked at how to set up the walk-in closet properly. And I was like, ah, I, I don't, this isn't going to quite, it would work and it would totally, it would be fine for just me, my, just the needs and purposes of everything you've heard on this podcast and like the little bit of music I try to make. It would be straight, but it's way better that I built the one I did because it's bigger. It's way bigger. Like that closet, it, it was obscure. Like I just wanted to build, it was easier to build it than it would to kind of do a more sound tight design with what was there. It's just more angles in the the walk-in closet and then having to remove other built-in shelving. I was like, man, I'll just take this other room that doesn't have a walk-in closet and basically build a big ass walk-in closet that's also soundproof. Uh not soundproof. I mean there's holes in it and shit. There's good ventilation in there, but but yeah, the mics, uh, whatever the fuck I was talking about there, the mics, these new mics ain't got much burn. So I'm actually, I'm on one of the new mics now. Um, this came to Wisconsin with me. So it was very, that was fun. Uh, I got in. So man, well, check this out. So when I went to Eau Claire, cut. All right. Okay. So, so what I'm, what I'm going to do. All right, I'm cutting the podcast right there. Okay, so things took a turn after that. Things got weird. I started, the things I was saying, I needed to uh, to have a conversation with somebody else before I say it, because just the way the way I come off, it, it wasn't, uh, it's just, I, I'll never talk behind somebody's back, especially somebody whom I love and I've known for a quarter of a century. All right. And I, I took a turn. And so what I would rather do is give you that conversation um, the pod, out of context. I'm bringing you the podcast. Uh, th- this whole thing, I, I shipped all this equipment to, to Wisconsin. Uh, and, and of that, I got this little, little bit of, of usable, of usable uh, uh, content. So I'm, I'm putting it out there, but I'm going to give it to you out of context and it's going to seem really weird. It's going to seem just like the just Riley was very uncomfortable. And I think there's, there's, there's a lot to that. And I'm not going to get into, into what specifically uh, that is at this time. Cause it's conversations that him and I are gonna, gonna hash out later. But this is one of my, my long, long, long time best friends. He's actually the longest friend I've ever had. And it's always been, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm me and he's him. And, and there's just always, you know, we, 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 we've always only ever been each other's friends. So, so that's my man's in them. Uh, it's never, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite relationships. It's always great. And we ended up kicking off, uh, this, this podcast and, I don't know. It, it just it, it it is what it is. I'll let y'all just just take a listen. But before I bring you that, I wanna. I was talking earlier about um, uh, just lost tapes, Granddad's basement lost tapes, and one I got to thinking about me and Ian. And we were talking hip hop one time, and and we were throwing some artists out there, and we got to we we went top six, 
And it, it was fun. We just went back and forth just talking about hip hop and it, it's, its influence on our lives. But when I got to thinking about some, some of the some of the tapes that, you know, are, are, are gone to the airwaves, I was just thinking about uh, three rappers, three rappers I want everybody to check out if, if you've never if you've never looked into them. And uh, so start Chino XL. All right, a classic East Coast rapper. I, I, I reckon he's from Jersey, I think. I, I think, but uh, but Chino's dope. He's got uh, he's got some bars, some bars for days. Look back into his old stuff from like the early two thousands. And then Big Pun is one I'm gonna throw out there. Uh, Big Punisher. Uh, turns out not the greatest dude out there, but if you can check out some of his, some of the the music, some of his lyrical abilities, you know, just super lyrical. The dude goes hard as just every, you know, so much as as tight. He's got funny songs. He's got hood shit. He's got club shit. He's got street shit. He's got you know, and 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 it's all it's all dope. It's all tight. Just and I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. I mean, that's probably the biggest the biggest big pun hit uh, anybody would know. But he. He's got just bars and bars for days. And then thirdly, uh, Royce, the 5'9". Uh, I've been, I've been, man, I've been fucking with Royce for a very long time. Dude goes so hard. And I mean, he's on Eminem's first album and he ghost wrote a lot of, uh, you know, for Dr. Dre for a while. He's, he's featured on uh, a lot of things. And, uh, but he's been an interesting artist to watch grow and develop just as an individual because uh, he, He's faced alcohol problems. You can hear in his in his early music when he was younger, very raw, just like oh, this dude is is just so dope, it's raw as hell. He's gonna be able to do something, and then it got weird as the years went by. His style, I mean, he was always Royce, and the bars were always there, but the, something something was off in the delivery of of his art to us. You know, I felt to me the way it made me feel, just like huh, something's not quite right with Royce. And then fast forward to, you know, recent years, the past year or two, he's been sober. He, he, you know, he, he, and then it hit me. I was like, ah, the alcohol was kind of messing up the way his music was hitting me because it was filtered through alcohol. And I don't necessarily vibe with that filter. Don't get me wrong. I like to have a drink because I don't think there's anything wrong with, with having a drink or even getting drunk for that matter. But, uh, when it becomes, uh, and, and, and aid when it, when you become a little bit, uh, dependent upon a substance and then things can get problematic. And I guess you can make that even a wider context and you put that with, with a lot of things, you know, uh, even outside of drugs or things that we don't consider drugs, whether that be, uh, caffeine, drinking, drinking coffee all day. I drink a lot of coffee. Maybe, maybe could tone that down, but well, I don't know. I have one a day. I have one a day. I guess it's bad, bad for the teeth, but sugar, a lot of people have sugar or other dietary issues, you know, binge issues. So, um, whatever those, you know, uh, crutches or addictions or dependencies possibly could be, could be something psychological too. Maybe you're addicted to drama. Who knows? Anyways, I don't want to get up on too much of a soapbox. I took a weird the the original podcast. It, it took a turn, so I didn't want to I didn't want to bring that out until I had some conversations with with uh, with my boy White Boy Riley. That's uh, that's my dude. Uh, but today, uh, and then also at that 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 podcast, I was going to get a turkey ready. Like the day got the day got really weird. It, it, it completely, and then Thanksgiving was on, and then 
the Friday after Thanksgiving is always a little bit difficult when we're trying to balance back in a little bit of the business light. I had deadlines like holidays don't stop real estate days, like the calendar days of it. And if you don't work into a contract additional time or days, you don't have them. It just doesn't exist because there's a holiday. We work off calendar days. So I've been balancing that. And right now I'm at a really good spot. Everything I'm waiting on is... Uh, I'm waiting on some emails come in, but when those emails come in, it's an automatic forward to their final destination. So I'm just a connecting flight in between, and uh, we're getting uh, we're getting into landing with bags checked. I'm uh, that's what I call kind of my real estate thing. Like we're going on a flight. You want to buy a house? All right, cool. We're going on a flight, and uh, you know the the goal is to land safe in hand with your bags. So we got to go through uh, varying phases of the escrow process before I deliver you the keys. The proverbial uh, landing happy with bags in hand is me handing off the keys to you to your to your brand new house, and that's I mean that's real shit. So been working on uh, everything, but I figured out uh, everything's balanced at uh, at this moment. So I'm about to. Uh, but to do some things around the house, Thanksgiving's over, so we're going to hang up some Christmas lights. We got the interior decoration going. I'm responsible for the exterior decoration that includes a little bit of a little bit of roof cleanup. But I think, uh, I think, yeah, yeah. Check out, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I don't know, I'm st- steady all over the place, thinking about things, thinking about life, keeping everything together. But, uh, but yeah, hip hop, hip hop to the fullest. That's, that's. That's my shit. I love I love rap music uh, of all kinds, and some of it even go back to the things and that that dropped in the the nineties. Like just listen back. Some of it's cringy. Just the things that they're actually saying, whether that be directed towards fa- uh, families or or, or women, uh, just things like that. I'm not talking just like the street life, just like you know maybe specific actions uh, against uh, women and things like that. Just like, wow, I actually listen to that. Or or even like Eminem's first album, talking, you know, the things he was saying about, there's just a lot of pain in it. Things he was saying about his baby's mother. There's just so much pain, you know, behind, you know, what he's saying. He's, he's lashed out, feeling hurt, feeling a certain way and, and really articulating that in, in an extreme, extreme fashion. And, you know, looking back on just growing up with, with those type of things and in with hip hop and try to relate it to, to life or and not even necessarily hip hop, just, just music and the, the things that have influenced you throughout your life, you know, the places you've been, who you've been involved with, you know, the soundtrack that was perhaps playing in the background, either literally or metaphorically or both, what everything stands for, and to be able to go back and, and see what ha- actually had influence on you and your life and, and how you got to, to where, you are, where you are. And I don't know, I always got hip-hop playing. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's some gangster shit going on in my head as I'm just thinking thoughts and going through, bebopping through life, doing, doing the thing. But uh, Chino XL. Uh, it's just my life. That's just a thug in me. Chino's dope. He's that dude. He 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 spits some some fun shit. Like he's, he's like, damn. He just said that. He what's he? He's got a bar. He's like, uh, I don't. You know, I'm gonna butcher it. It's been a long time since I listened to it. I'm not even thinking what it is. And and big Punisher, rest in peace. Uh, come to find out, wasn't the greatest uh, husband or father. Uh, years later, years after his death. Uh, so be it, but his art lives on and, and Royce, Royce to five, nine, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to drop a top five. If, uh, if Ian was here, he'd drop a top six, 
But, you know, here's some, here's an out of context podcast that I did in Wisconsin with my boy, White Boy Riley, who I've known for 25 years. And, you know, after this podcast, we spoke for about another 30 minutes because the mics were, were wrapped up in the bag and I was going back out of town and it was still good to see my boy. And it was the, you know, what I was hoping to, to actually dive into uh, just with life and reality, modern day, where you are, how you're doing. And uh, we just didn't quite get there. So um, you've been warned, should you continue to listen. But everybody be cool. Check on a vet and hug your loved ones. Chill. Should shut that door. Ah, it's a little chilly though. <clears throat> no, I don't want a blankie, you jacket hat wearing motherfucker. <laughs> Mr. Lava Lava. Mmm. It is kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful, cold Wisconsin rain. It's supposed to have snow now, right? Yeah, I know. I'm dipping out first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm crashing. <clears throat> I'm going to dip out of here uh, here shortly. Head to Bloomer. Wash my nuts. Maybe wash my clothes. And then to 80 degrees. Hop it on a plane. Um, I didn't look, but yeah, Probably. No. Probably. Maybe 50s overnight. It's probably high 70s, low 80s right now. It's been warm this year. Sun always shines in there. Yeah, we get like 225 or 250 days of sunshine every year. That's where Gabe was born. And this year, yeah, Scottsdale, right? Yeah. He was born in Scottsdale? Yeah. Right on. 222 at 2222. Deuces, 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 deuces. So lucky number is? Hmm. What if you add them all together? Shouldn't that be your lucky number? What if you multiply them by each other? I'm not good at math. That's uh, 2, 22 at 22, 22. So 2 to the 6th power. Yeah. <laughs> Infinite Yeah, twos. fucking 2. <laughs> Repeating 2s. I put something on Facebook and Alicia corrected me. I said it was his golden birthday. No, that's when <laughs> <he's> 22. <laughs> but it's his sweet 16. And anyway, it falls on a Tuesday. So tacos, Tuesday. So tacos are going to be fire that day. All right. Taco Tuesday. Right. On 2222. We try to do Taco Tuesday at the crib. A little, little family, family ritual. Sometimes uh, we don't, but oftentimes it is Taco Tuesday. Sometimes it's Taco Wednesday. And then every now and then we just uh, kind of roll through the week. We're wings Wednesday. I mean, I'm just telling you how, what we do in my household, man. Right. <laughs> you moved to Arizona and you use the Northwoods. You need to uh, kind of pull up, maybe pull that basket up with a good six inches. Remember, I have 12. 
you still want, then I don't know, get another one or something. Move forward. I don't know if you got to kick your legs up, but you got to have the mic up on your mouth. Gotcha. Gotta have a mic up on your mouthpiece. On your mouthpiece. The mic up on your mouthpiece. On your mouthpiece, baby. Put the mic up on your mouthpiece, baby. You're doing all right, man. You need to you need to go sleep. No, this is fun. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I'm just chilling, man. Whatever we be talking about. Hmm. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Here, <clears throat> let me uh, let me go in. Welcome to the basement. Thank you for having me. We're breaking into the Eau Claire Chronicles. We're actually in Eau Claire. Hey, man, I was driving around the city uh, yesterday. I just drove around because I got here in 95. And I just rolled down Spiros Lane to my first little spots right by Meadowview. Like as far away as you, your crib was from Meadowview, my crib was from Meadowview, just kind of. Yep, yep, I remember. A little different direction. Yeah, the little yep, townhouse right there. So I went down Spiros Lane. Now, that road's named after Helen Spiros. I don't necessarily know who Helen Spiros is, but we lived on Spiros Lane, and she had two sons named John and Paul. If you remember when I lived on John Street, Helen Spiros owned the real estate on John and Paul Street. Both streets were named after her sons. There's only one street left. No, they're both still there. I drove by there yesterday. But both uh, yeah, they connected Fairfax to London Road back there. Yeah. And there didn't used to be shit there. Now they don't. They just they made them courts. Like it's no outlet. I was gonna say because I rolled down John I Street. They were gone. I was like, I'm just gonna hit London Road and roll that way. But uh, I got to the end of John Street and made me turn around. I was like, oh shit. But the first trailer we lived in, 2509, that's the same one. It was blue. They painted it green. And the other one was 2520 across the street. And it, that one looks like it might be a different trailer, but I don't really remember. We were only in there for a year and a half or something. That was, we were, we were moving on up into houses by then, moved on, start moving up off the, out the trailer park. Well, that's where we picked you up. Yeah, when, I was, living on, when I was living on John Street. Yeah, yeah right the there on Fairfax. Um, yep, yep, every now and then. So uh, I was riding around the city. Just uh, feeling good, getting reminiscent, just getting lost, driving around Eau Claire. You know, uh, went to uh, went to Truckers Union. Had to go to Truckers Union. That's, That's a staple uh, for when I go to town. And it was weird, like because I was like, I want to get a little the Babe Ruth EC tattooed, like right here. Like, that'd be something so cool to just be able to go do. But we can't go do shit right now. Tattoo shops are like, they're all appointment only. You can't just go get a walk-in yeah. tattoo in 2020. So, but it's interesting. What, uh, 
where the city's gone. And then I went around Minnesota all day today and a little bit on Friday. And it's wild to see uh, what's been going on there. Just all the shit they burned down uh, the way. You saw all that shit? Yeah. Well, I went to George Floyd Square. They got a bunch of the city blocked off. Uh, and it's George Floyd Square. It's like a two block little thing. And they got memorials set up, and there's, I mean, all the graffiti and spray paint on the ground. Like, it's really wild to see the aftermath of, like, what happened in our country, like, at that exact spot. And I stood at the spot where the recording was taken, and I stood at the spot, like, where, like, the other side of the angle where the cops were standing, and they have it, like, blocked off. It's a huge memorial. There's big big murals. Um... It's it's something it's something amazing, and you could just really see where the people revolted at that time and took over, and it's just an epic, epic moment in U.S. history. And it, I don't know, I, I it's maybe like that for a very very long time. I was gonna uh, say, do you think it's gonna? The would, people want it like that. What do you think? A the lot people of in the city of, in South oh, Minneapolis, they want it to be like that. Do you think that, a lot of this is gonna happen? Moreover, throughout the nation, in the next few weeks, like uprisings. Yes, I don't don't know if they've necessarily stopped. And there's still big issues in Portland. There's still big issues in Seattle. You're right. Um, There's a lot going on just throughout California with with fires and people. A lot of money leaving the state. A lot of homeless. Taking safe haven, it's it's getting odd there. They passed some weird pedophile laws That's in California. Uh, I, I don't know why that is such a thing. I, I haven't read it, but my understanding from where I prefer to get my information, you know, <clears throat> some offshoot podcasts, but it's it's just something odd is going on in California. And, I mean, historically speaking, bad things happen on coasts, and the whole West Coast is just kind of fuckery going down there right now. And And I don't know... Uh, yes, I guess to answer your question, I think there's going to be more issues that arise. I think we're on a long road back to recovery and some resemblance of normal. Like the country like was when cracking. I- it was cracking for a very long yeah. time, like like a, a while, a lot of tension uh, for, for the last several years. And pandemic hit and it just, things started to really really crumble and that you and we're seeing that by everything that's going around a lot of fires have been lit literally so when i was a kid um they said that the west coast was two years ahead of the rest of the nation in almost everything so that's what i'm saying is it going to be a trickle-down effect and the whole country is going to burn no i just think we have a just a long road back to recovery along a lot of healing to do a lot of conversations that had to be had on a high level and open and, and publicly uh, just between a, a myriad of things uh, in the context of main issues right now, just reforming the judicial system, the law enforcement system, and also the education system. Uh, and really work together as a people to try to 
figure out how we should be actually interacting as a society. Let's re, let's revamp some things. Let's let's amend for for some things. Let's go back to when the country started with the revolution and into slavery and the ramifications of that that lasted forever. Maybe before that or during all that as well, Spanish American War. So things that you know, and before that, issues with Native Americans just this continual everywhere we go back in the country. There's a lot of things that haven't been really spoken with on a high, high level, a lot of things, and openly, you know, there's... It's speak all you want, but how do you do anything? We, everybody steps up, talks to this. The people, first of all, I would say need to get on the same page. We talk to our neighbors. We continue to expand the conversation just as, as far as your reach can, will allow you to and let everybody know, you know, what you're thinking, share ideas, kind of realize we're more similar than different. And also, and once the people get on the same page, you know, demand that of those who we are deeming in charge. I mean, I think that needs to be part of the revamping of the education system is really understand from the very, from the American revolution uh, to today, there's been a really big argument uh, the whole time we've been a country of what the education system should be and what it should provide. And it's not settled to this day, and it's a, just a, a, a huge, massive, it's, it's a gaggle. So I think that just hard, rough, tough conversation needs to be had for a year, a, six months, however long it takes, and, and just be real open with it. Because I remember like when, when Betsy DeVos took over, was, was Trump, the Trump administration came in, the uh, director, uh, yeah, didn't know secretary of education. Yeah, didn't know a thing about education. I get it, but... The whole point is, is well. Hold on, you, that's the, hold on. But, but what I know, actually but, do this because talking about it and talking about it and having other people talk about it is fine. But how are you actually going to change it? Because that happens through laws. In that's cards. what I was. That's what I. That's what I said. The people need to. So, talk, the people need to all get on the same page. Have those demands of our politicians and vote those people willing to meet those demands into ha- into we positions. Can't have lifelong. Um, what is it? Once you're on the Senate, it's a, a life term. No, but I hold on. Yeah, it's a different. That's not what I'm saying. Well, what I'm trying to talk about is we can't change anything until we get that gone. Like you can't. I'm do, talking about completely different things. Terms. Yeah, the political system needs revamping too. Well, you can't. Political system needs. It's corrupt. It's it's weird. But it kind of was. It was it was this. working. If the populace gets together on the it. same page and agrees across, you know, hey, this is what the people want. 65% of people are in agreement that marijuana should be legal, that we should be teaching kids about, you know, more in-depth drug uh, drug classes, more in-depth uh, just economics and the U.S. economy and how it works, have a more, a higher emphasis on that and, uh, you know, uh, specific courses of, I mean, we had it good in the Eau Claire school system. Let's not get it really fucked up. We had it really good. We were forced home ec, forced. Uh, I had accounting. Uh, we're making balances, debits, and credits, like, by hand, like, to actually learn how to do it. Uh, I mean, even go back to middle school, south middle school, you were forced to do a club every Friday. Every Friday, seventh period, fucking go have fun, kids. Yeah. Go enjoy, be social with one ping another. Pong. You want to play ping pong? Yeah, you want to You want to build fucking so balloon fun. animals? 
Oh, you want to you, you play basketball? Fucking, you want to go? Yeah, you want to be in the chess club? We, we got it all. You want to be in the swim club? We got diving over here. We had everything. That was so awesome. We were spoiled. So we had a, a different perspective on uh, being well-rounded because that's what a lot of this education system provided us coming out of Eau Claire. And, and I think they did a, a really good job. But back to what I was saying, get all the people on the same page and vote the people who are willing to do what the people are all in agreement on or the vast strong majority of people would to be agreement on, uh, vote them into, into places and, and have those political conversations as well be more open, more public, more part of the public education system uh, and, and revamp the system. I mean, it, it was written, yes, it, it's very well, very, very thoughtful, very thorough in a very particular way. But that doesn't mean we don't, can't update it. All right. I well, think there's, there's... Let me ask you this. So you have your politician, whatever, and he's not doing his job. If I don't do my job, I get fired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you can't fire him for another two years. That's just, right. Yeah. That's vote, just yep. what it is. Vote him out. Yeah, in two and then years. and now and then to your point and then to your point of uh, salary for life that needs to go away. Yeah. Uh, and term limits needs to be yes. in effect, whether that's eight years, 12 years, I, I don't know. Um, but that, that conversation should be had. Then that's part of the, that's one of the flaws in the system that needs to be that's updated. The people who would vote to pass that are the ones who are benefiting the most. So why would they vote against their best interest to do this for two years? And all of a sudden I got... Secret Service protection, uh, $200,000, $150,000, whatever, whatever their is, annual whatever. salary is as, as a congressperson uh, for the rest of my life, f- fully taken care of medically. Like, yeah, psh, God bless America. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I sign up for that for two years. Um, you stand to benefit from that. So it's changing that, too, because even if you vote somebody who you agree with and everybody's in agreement. This is, this is the guy who's going to, you know, move, move, move and shake things in this direction for the betterment of all the people that all the people agrees upon. And, but he can get in there forever and stand to benefit people turn, people shift. So that's where term limits comes into play. You know, what, uh, where are you going, bud? up bro you doing all right man yep what did you think about all the kids last night um that was two nights ago can you move closer to the mic yeah what did you think about closer all to the, the mic kids? seriously this close yeah man <laughs> get up on the mic that's up close yeah but I- that's how it goes <laughs> that's how microphones work okay um what did you think about all the kids last night i don't know seem like good kids yeah they're fun that's what i do but they're Sneaky. Um, well, I don't know nothing about that. I refuse to be in charge. I was taking no responsibilities for anything. I know. Um, in and out. I wasn't up for all of that. But yeah, good kids. <laughs> it sucks being in charge and taking responsibility. Like with a bunch of kids. Yeah, I don't know why you want to do it. I don't know either. Uh, you should maybe not. I'm probably not going to anymore. Yeah, you're not the most responsible individual to... <laughs> have that going on yeah it kind of sucks 
And then I got a text from my neighbor. She's like, stop fucking around. I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah, you had a shit ton of eighth graders over here stomping around. I mean, mm-hmm, I'm sure it wasn't mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. for her. At the same time, you, she's a renter. When you rent, sometimes you gotta listen to other people's shit. I suppose. Like, I don't know. You live on the first floor. Like, I don't know. I've lived on the first floor. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. Like, try, yeah, I try to be a good neighbor. You know, I've lived on the second floor, third floor, too. Like, try to, you know, yeah. I, I do my best. We I got kids. What do you want from me? Right. We have fun. I remember living on the third floor in Stonegate Apartments in Blaine, Minnesota. Like, second grade, third grade, some of fourth grade. Uh, we lived in one, two, three different apartment complexes. Our uh, apartments within the complex over the course of like second, third, and fourth grade. So I was moving. I was in and out of Stonegate Apartments like for the, oh, most, for the most part. But I lived on the third floor at one of those like above that we had tenant managers. So they, the, uh, the, they got a cheaper rent for being the, the manager. Like they'd collect the rent checks and put notes on people's doors and serve evictions if they had to. But yeah, yeah they used to get mad at me. I was... I mean, second, third, fourth grade, whatever. But there, whatever we lived on in apartment three eleven. Uh, the hooligan uh, from three eleven. Yeah, like your kids stomping around up there. Like, yeah, man, I'm fucking nine. Like, right. <laughs> I'm a fucking ninja. What are you talking about? Right. I'm over here doing jump kicks off the couch. You goddamn right. Like, what, <laughs> like, what, yeah. It's, pro- it's. I'm sorry, it sucks for you, but it's also three p.m. on Train. a Saturday. Like, right. Still go to bed. Like at some point. However. The other night was like probably like 2 a.m. and shit. Mm-hmm. Over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably annoying. Once it gets past like midnight, and it's like, ah, come on. Yeah, my bad. I lose track of time. I, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention. No. I'm not. I'm, I got a few emails I got to send. Uh, ultimately. That's how. How's your pizza? You made two. Yeah, man. Let me recap the pizza situation. I uh, I made the pizza, mm-hmm. first pizza, and it was fantastic. Nice. So it looked to me as if every child here, because there was 17 of them, yeah, yeah. had a pizza, right? It looked like every kid trampled in and trampled out, and it, like the, the kitchen was calm. Oven was still on. There's like enough shit for one more pizza and a half. So I make a pizza, and it's a real adult pizza with peppers on it and shit, and throw in the oven. Right as I put it in the oven, close the oven, the little uh, redhead girl walks out like, where's my pizza? Hey, <laughs> All right, I'm ready to make a pizza. It's like, right. like what? Every other kid already ate their pizza, and there's like, I mean, there weren't big pizzas. But nah. There's like seven-eighths or more of a pizza just sitting there hot, like... <laughs> Half of one over here. I'm like, damn, girl, where the first of all, where'd you go? Like, and but you could have had all this and had a pizza. Right. I would have ate those other ones. I was like, ah, I really don't think. Do you want that? You can have it. Like, I want you. She's like, uh-uh. I was like, yeah, I don't know. There's onions and fucking peppers on there. She didn't want that shit. So that's why we had to go to the store. Oh, shit. We went to the store. Oh, man. Yeah, I drove to Quick Trip. You got mozzarella cheese in abundance. I don't know why you got so much. You got a shit ton of cheese. 
<laughs> he came back with a bunch of like six bags of cheese or some shit. There's a bunch of cheese in your fridge. Don't act like you didn't see it. <laughs> I, I do kind of remember doing that. Yeah, man. Now that all that all happened in in real life. That sucks. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna get up out of here. All right. I guess I'm not ready to do this podcast, at least in this way.